it's time for um hello a jersey shore recap podcast hi um hello Hello, welcome back to another episode of Um Hello. This is season one, episode seven, and I'm G-Wow. And I'm Cookie, and this is a podcast where we recap every episode of Jersey Shore. And this episode is called What Happens in AC? Atlantic City, right? Yes. Um, quickly, since you're from the East Coast, mm-hmm. is, that like a, is that like a place people go to party? Is it like a party city? Yes, because that's a big casino kind of cluster from the East Coast. Not that there aren't casinos kind of scattered, but that's like, I would say a mini Vegas. Not as if, not like as if I'm comparing it to Vegas, but like if you're from the East Coast and you don't have that much money to fly to Vegas, you can drive to AC and do a 21st birthday there, a spring break Mm -hmm. there, and it's still fun. You get like that casino vibe where you can like stay upstairs and then go down and gamble. And then they sometimes have performers. A lot of performers will go to AC, big names too. That's where I saw Pauly D spin. Was it AC? And AC. Oh, well, that sounds fun. I speaking of which, I was in Vegas recently for a wedding. Oh, uh-huh. there, was an, there was an open bar at the reception, so I of course got blackout drunk. Oh boy, and gambled away way too much money. So, but it was well, that's on wild. brand. It's on brand for this because at the end of the episode, they're going to be going to AC. So yes. Oh, and and we'll get into Jersey Shore in a second. But since, mm-hmm. since we're talking about Vegas, yeah, um, there was I was also in a club and there was a couple. Yeah. We're trying to, they wanted to have a threesome with me. Oh my God. <gasps> they wanted to take me upstairs and have a threesome. A male, male couple or a hetero no, couple? It was a, it was a hetero couple. It was a man Would and a you woman. Have, were you interested? Kind of, but I knew I was so drunk. I was like, let me not do this and then regret it. And I'm still not a hundred percent sure that's what they wanted, but they were definitely flirting with me as a couple, which I've never experienced before. It was very unique. They probably, that's probably what they wanted. I think you were, I think your intuition's right. And speaking of love triangles, we've got a lot in this episode. Well, let's get into it. Enough about me. All right. Well, we pick up from last episode, picking up right back at you traumatized me. Well, I do want to say really quick about Mm -hmm. uh, Ron and Sam talking is Ron. Once again, he he doesn't take accountability ever. No. And he keeps I I didn't mean that he keeps I didn't mean to push you or I I didn't push you on purpose. And then he starts kind of blaming her. Well, maybe if you hadn't gotten in the way, I'm not I'm paraphrasing, but if you hadn't provoked them Mm -hmm. like, Like, no. He has a million different answers for what happened, but none of them involve him taking responsibility. I definitely agree. And I also think that then once once they they're so emotionally charged, like as people, as drinkers. And so I think that once they weren't mad at each other, they like still needed a place to direct that emotion, which is, I think, what led to this weird mm-hmm. like snooky confrontation well they were like you said that we have to have a family meeting because apparently everybody in the house has been talking about this and snooky's like no i'm just trying to say like we should all be hanging out jenny she seems to agree with snooky yes. but doesn't want to get involved like she's saying it in the confessionals to us as an audience but not to sam and ronnie <laughs> i kind of respect that though and she makes a statement there's only two weeks left Mm -hmm. from what i think is happening at this time i'm like it's only been two weeks (laughs) it's interesting that so late in the season is the halfway point of their trip i think the first half of the season was like a very condensed amount of time and then we like lose a bunch like 
I think nothing happened for a while. There's actually some parts of this episode specifically where I was really wondering, like, are th- are we now at the point of editing out like full days? Because mm-hmm. we hardly see them working at the T-shirt shop anymore. I have a, a timeline where I was trying to keep track. This is the first episode where it starts to really get muddy, where I, I'm starting to lose it. Like in the beginning of this episode, I thought we were more on night 14. But by the end, I think we're at 19. I don't know where we jump. You know, yeah, I think I think less was happening in the later part of filming because yeah. it just feels very jumbled. There doesn't feel like a, a good timeline, although I will say I don't know how the hell you're keeping track because I feel that way about the whole show. It just is all over the place with the editing. Yeah, it's hard. <laughs> they also, I feel like, are kind of skipping over some of Polly's progression with DJing because he's spinning again at a place called EJ's mm-hmm. and it doesn't seem like this is a big deal anymore. Like they're just like, oh yeah, Polly's spinning again as if this is Mm -hmm. kind of the norm now. And I feel like we kind of skipped that where we went from his first night to this is now normal. Yeah, we definitely missed a lot. Okay, so they're at EJ's where Polly's spinning and they're kind of coupled off. So there's Mm -hmm. Vinny and Tanya who I, I think her name's Tanya. I wrote Tracy at first. That's the one that he stole from the boss. And so now she's officially like not with Danny anymore. Now she's like kind of dating Vinny. Is that what we're getting? It seems like they're at least in a flirtation ship at minimum. For sure. Mm-hmm. I don't think that Danny's in the picture. Situation is with Paula. I'm confused by this storyline a little. So they're out okay. of the club. She's with Situation. They go back to the Jersey Shore house and she's like hooking up with him. Literally, I think fucking him in the hot tub mm-hmm. while Vinny... And what's her name? Watch. (laughs) But then the next morning, remember, her sister comes looking for her, right? Yeah. And there's a moment at night when she says, I have to be up by 7 a.m. And I don't think that happens. I think they slept in a little. I think when her sister bangs on the door, it's like 9 or 10. Right. And this was where it got a little uncomfortable. She's literally fucking on camera pretty much. I mean, they don't show that. But, like, they're insinuating that she's, like, riding the fuck out of him in that hot tub. And then when her sister comes, she's like, your parents have been looking for you. We're all waiting for you. You missed your first shift at work. I don't know. Like, I feel like it got so weird. Well, from MTV, if I was MTV, if I was a producer on the show and my job was to create interesting television. Yes. And I have some random who's not part of my cast who signed a release form and says she has to be out of the house by a certain time, but then sleeps in. I'm not going to wake her up. Hell no. No. I I want the drama. No, and it's not like they have phones to set alarms. Like, do they have alarm clocks? Do they even know what time it is ever? Like, how do they even know when they have a freaking shift at the t-shirt shop? That's a good question. How do they keep track of time and days? I would. I mean, do they have like a calendar? Tally marks on the wall. <laughs> I don't know. I guess people kept time before smartphones, but. I feel like that's part of the reason she sleeps in because how in the hell are they supposed to alert her? And her sister's like berating her while she's walking around the house trying to find her clothes. And she eventually is just like, okay, fuck this. Let's just go. And she leaves her clothes there. And I think leaves in like Mike's clothes. Yeah, she does. And Mike wasn't there to help. When he heard the sister, he just got in the showers that he didn't have to deal with it. Because this is, we're in grimy Mike era. Yeah, that's another one where, why didn't you just like help her for a second? Why did you do that? What was the point? Because he was a dick. Because he's a dick. (laughs) The last couple from that night. Snooki, she meets some guy that she is making a big deal because she normally likes Guidos, but she's like, I, I want this Irish guy. 
And I feel like it's kind of endearing. She nicknames him cowboy and talks all about how she saves animals. And he kind of becomes like, this isn't the only time we see him. It's funny that you say that because he didn't stand out to me at all. I forgot about him until you just reminded me. What I do remember about the interaction is Snooki going on and on and on about how she wanted to be a vet. And I found that to be charming. Yes. She she meets this guy and she's pouring her dreams. And (laughs) I think that's the thing is that he's not memorable. She's memorable. And Mm -hmm. it's more that he gives her someone outside the house to start to have, yeah, these kinds of conversations with. It's cute that she's pouring, like, kind of pouring her heart out, sharing her her ambitions. I don't know. I I do find that charming. And she does have this weird thing that she keeps doing where she meets guys at the club and kind of treats them like they're on a date. Yes. Like she, she does this every time where she wants to cuddle and be romantic and sweet. What do you make of that? Do you think you can find love like that after a one night stand? It's possible, but I think that she forces it when it's not there. And I also, I don't know like how seriously she takes it all because a lot of the times at the end of these interactions, she's not like, oh my God, I found my husband. We just connected. She's honestly sometimes just like, no, he's my friend. He's my friend. So I think that it's part of her personality is like just Mm -hmm. to connect. I wonder what her sign is. Well, we should do a bonus content where we look up all their signs and I read them. <laughs> okay. I barely even know my own astrological sign. I have no knowledge. We'll dig into that. We'll okay. dig into it. After we can break. dig into more. Exactly. We can dig into more after this. Can't get enough of um hello? Never. <laughs> well, check us out on social media. We're on Instagram and TikTok at umhellopod. And if you are listening to us, but you'd rather be watching, you can go to patreon.com slash umhello. There's also going to be tons of bonus content, including bonus episodes and behind the scenes, like how I got my Snooky post. And last but not least, if you're a brand or you just want to give us money, send us an email, a professional email at umhellopod at gmail.com. All right, let's get back to the show already. Okay. Okay, we are back. Hi, welcome back. Yes. So what happens next? We go back to karma, of course, (laughs) their regular spot. And there's a lot happening at at the karma. So let's like break it down one by one. And all of it is kind of leading to tension with Mike. The one that's not involving Mike is where Paulie meets his first what he calls stage five clinger. (laughs) Okay. Her name is Danielle. They often refer to her as the Israeli chick, which is problematic. I found that to Um, be uncomfortable. It is uncomfortable. I mean, like there's other identifiers they could have used, right? (laughs) For my friends who go on a lot of dates and stuff, I am going to forget who the fuck is who. So we give Mm -hmm. them identifiers. But like there are things (laughs) like the camping guy, the Phoenix guy. It's not (laughs) the race. But we're talking 2009 Jersey Shore. That's another story. Yeah. So she's the Israeli chick, which is even worse. I didn't quite. Is this their very first time meeting or did they know each other previously? I didn't quite understand that. I think this is when it does start to get messy because I don't know. It kind of appears that way. And but it does feel like they go zero to 100 real quick. So did they meet before or is this is that just her and Polly for some reason like went with it? I, I don't I, know. But I was confused. It, it, they did have a rapport like they knew each other. Well, this is just the beginning for them. So we'll put a pin because she is I, she is going to come back later in, in this season. That is for sure. But 
All right. So everything that's starting to build with Mike. So Vinny and Mike are definitely not vibing. No. And there's a, for, there was a lot of familial bonds in the house. And they're starting to be like the brothers who can't fucking stand each other, <laughs> which is an interesting move that then Mike, uh, Vinny chooses to go out with Mike's sister. So the first night he's out with Tanya when they were at where Polly was spinning, uh-huh. they go out and he invites Mike's sister. And then while he, he's there, he sees Tanya and he does. He pulls this little switcheroo, mm-hmm. which is when Mike's like Mike now isn't into Vinny because of that. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Mike has been being, uh, forgive me, a huge asshole this whole season. However, this is one where I kind of side with him because yeah. it's a double standard, though, because he yeah. does this to girls. But now he, all of a sudden he wants to be protective of his sister. I would be weird if it was my sibling, but I was about to defend Mike right now. But as I was speaking, I'm realizing <laughs> that he did introduce his sister to like a stranger that he met on this reality show. So, you know, maybe that was weird on him to do that in the first place to bring his sister into it. I don't know. I mean, maybe he's thinking like, oh, Vinny's young. My sister's young. They they could hit it off. And then once it was happening, maybe that's when he was like, what the fuck was I thinking? Yeah, yeah, I, I guess so. Well, he ends the night with Melissa and he's all like makes all like sleep in my room and she like sneaks out. So she, she's she's instigating just as much. This is uh, being a little uh, pessimistic, but it, do you think Vinny is going out with her? Just to like mess with Mike a little, especially because we get his for the eyebrow wiggle that happens in his intro. I like finding where all their intro <laughs> thingies come from. But the eyebrow wiggle comes from the fact that he's like kind of bragging about being out with Mike's sister, not in like a haha I bagged her way, but like a am getting back at you. Way. Exactly. That's the funny thing about Mike in particular is that, and this is a running thing throughout the series. He kind of yeah. walks in his stuff. He sets himself up to be fucked with like a lot. Yeah. And, and then he he also throws back hard sometimes. I don't I don't like it. I don't like this era for Mike whatsoever. I do not. Well, that kind of brings us into the next thing. He instigates problems between Sam and Ron again. He does. And he I OK, so I have a question for you to set up the situation before the situation even okay. goes into it. Okay. If you were dating somebody, right. And he's like off talking to some other guy. What's your immediate reaction? Is it, oh, he's literally off cheating on me? Are you about to say yes? No, absolutely not. I thought you were about to be like, yes, that's exactly what I think. No, maybe if we already had problems, but then why would we be at a club? No, I don't think so. Like if you, if your immediate reaction when you see somebody talking to somebody else is that they're cheating, that's like a problem. Yes. And that's kind of what happens is that Ronnie Loki at this point in the night hasn't really done anything wrong. He's actually talking to some girl who appears to be standing next to Polly. So I really don't know what the problem was. And Sammy's kind of like, where's Ronnie? Where's Ronnie? And situations like he's over there talking to a girl, which Sammy just hears what she wants to hear Mm -hmm. and is like, oh, he's creeping. Mm -hmm. But Mike, he made it sound like that. He's so shady. I I think he obviously was doing it on purpose to fuck with their relationship. And it's like he has no, he's just for himself. He doesn't have like, he's not close to his boys. He's not close to the girls. He's just in it for himself at this point. He's just fucking with anybody and everybody in the house to get his little rush yeah he does that little like cocky like smile Mm -hmm. with like like, always like moving his neck oh i hate it i would want to punch him in the face 
Do you think he was, while filming this, that he for sure thought he was the main character? Which he kind of was a little, but do you think he was aware of that? Yeah, I mean, I don't know about, like, the main character, but, like, I definitely think he has so much, like, narcissistic qualities and delusional confidence that he thinks he's great, or, like, greater than he is. Because I get the sense, the way he speaks, that he thinks, because he was iconic, but he's not really involved with the overall story he just has little bits and pieces here and there i get the sense that he thought he was gonna be more at the center of the narrative than he was well do you think he's the villain he's certainly an antagonist i don't know about villain but he he's certainly he's certainly an antagonist i think if he if he knew even that he could have been like the villain role he would have even more played into that just i don't know for the ego maybe that's what he was doing well i also think at this point too they're all, I think, I, and I think producers can tell that they're all starting to get like a little on top of each other. Mm-hmm. And so after that night, um, they're at the t-shirt store, which I mentioned has been, been a while since they've really had much interaction with the t-shirt store, but they're there pretty much just to mention that they need <laughs> to pack for their upcoming AC trip, mm-hmm. which I'm also like, did y'all have to ask for every and the staff to take off work to go on this trip or is work just not important to them anymore it really is not important it doesn't seem like it it seems like they set it up from the beginning like it was going to be a bigger part of the show and i think as they were filming they were like "Eh." once those punches started being thrown they were like hold on we got enough content we don't need the t-shirt right there's too much else going on like we'll keep them going to work but it's not that important or at least maybe that happened later in the editing process i don't know about real time when they were filming but yeah so they set up their atlantic city trip yeah, and they they take their drive there. They're staying at Tropicana, which I'm sure had some sort of like, you know, agreement with the show because they got the the letters and the logo <laughs> real big a couple times. But once they get there, I think it's just kind of fun. Snooki is definitely so endearing because they they find little pockets to show like her adorableness, how like everyone's taking a nap so that they can, you know, rage and Snooki's walking around like, wow, and then she takes her <laughs> bubble bath. I'm this is I'm falling in love with her. I get it, you know. Uh, oh, when she's oh, when she's um the only one awake and they're all napping. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was sweet. They're definitely, I think producers are are painting her in a good light. They clearly like her. They want, I think they know everybody's gonna like her. But I do want to ask you really quick. Yeah. When you go on a trip, are you a napper? Mm-hmm. Because I think there are people who nap on trips and people who don't. And I am a napper. I'm I a napper. To, I love to escape to the hotel. You guys do your thing. I'm going to be gone for three hours. (laughs) Oh, that's not the kind of napper I am. It's more like, okay, you know, we just did this day thing. I need like an hour before we do this night thing Mm -hmm. where I'm going to like lay down for 45 minutes, scroll on my phone for 15, be recharged, ready to go. But three Mm -hmm. hours, that's a long time. I am an introvert. So when Mm -hmm. I have my extrovert moments where like I put myself out there i need time i need a little bit of time to recharge so i need to like look at my phone for like 30 minutes take a nap wake up look at my phone some more take a shower like i have a whole thing i need to do every day i'm really high maintenance don't ever go on a trip with me i will be chill enough for the both of us no worries speaking of chilling and taking naps let's take a little break perfect Hey everybody, do you want to hear more queer voices or maybe just more of Gina? Well, I'm Cheyenne from Hot Maskian. And I'm Seb, and we're Gina's co-host from her other podcast, Sapphic Survival Guide. Each week we cover a new topic in the queer universe and answer all the questions that you want to know. Yeah, so after you're done listening to this episode, of course, pop on over to Sapphic Survival Guide wherever you listen to podcasts. Hello. Um, hello. We are back. 
We're back and we're in AC. And so the cast finally wakes up from their little naps and they all get ready and they go out to dinner. Mike changes his outfit three times. <laughs> and the only thing that I really want to mention about fashion in this episode is that he is talking about how he wants to look nice to go out for the club. He changes, like I said, three times. He foregoes a very nice button down to go with a graphic tee. <laughs> and all the girls are wearing these like booby cocktail dresses. They look great. Wow's in this like yellow rougey thing. Snooki's boobs are like up to her chin. The girls are hard to hate on what they look like in this episode. I think they look fabulous. They look good. They look good. So when they're at dinner, they're all roasting the absolute shit out of each other. Yeah. Do you so much tension. I was going to say, do you think they're actually kind of irritated with each other and disguising it as like jabs and jokes? Yes, absolutely. I think they, they still do that now. I think it starts where they're making actual jokes. Mm -hmm. And then Mike, I don't know, he's <laughs> so aggressive about it. He keeps saying to them, like, I've got stuff ready for you. I've got stuff ready for you. As if they're like about mm -hmm. to all, I don't know. Like, I don't understand his defensiveness. He can't really take jokes. And he, when he's throwing his little jokes out, yeah, like you said, they're, they're more aggressive and it's more pointed and like he actually kind of wanted to hurt feelings. Yeah, he's being just, nasty. Yeah, exactly. I don't understand this attitude, but none of them are really taking the bait. Snooki takes it just enough mm -hmm. for him to like go in. What happens is she kind of like huffs and puffs after they fight or whatever. And she's like, oh, can I have a role, please? And he makes a comment. You've got a couple. And I think it gets kind of serious, too, because one, everyone's already very protective of Snooki. Mm -hmm. But also he kind of hit a weak spot because she talks about how she's had an eating disorder mm -hmm. and it's like coming from comments like this. And this was so different because it wasn't just like judging girls at a club. Like that was such a pointed, like you said, like aggressive, mean spirited comment. The, the energy changes instantly. Yeah. Everybody's defensive of her and he kind of apologizes ish, but I don't think he felt bad. I think he just was like panicked because everybody was mad at him. I agree. I don't think he's sorry. I think he's just like, oh, everyone thinks I'm a dick now. So I got to say sorry. Mm -hmm. And Snooki, I think, actually handles it really well. She gets up and walks away because she knows she's going to be upset. I can really honestly relate to this just because I've struggled with a lot of like eating disorders without throughout my life as well. And I know like one person's comment isn't supposed to matter, but mm -hmm. it makes you when you already have anxiety about this, it makes you spiral because you're like, yeah, this person's just a dick, but are they saying what everyone else is thinking? Right. It really like makes you question your perception of reality and your confidence in what you think you look like. And I, I see why she gets upset. And when Mike's trying to like kind of play with her, like, you know, I was just kidding. I give her credit for being like, no, I want you to listen to why this was fucked up. Right. I really give her credit the way she handled it. Yeah. I don't know, he's such a dick. It's in these moments where he tries to be serious and have like family moments that you see he is not emotionally really uh, available in this particular season. And now if you if you stick with the franchise and you watch like Family Reunion, you see he's grown a lot and he's yes. able to connect in a very different way. But at this moment, there was this weird disconnect between him and the rest of the cast. Yeah, and I, maybe because he felt that, it furthered like his aggression and his attitude, mm -hmm. but I'm glad 
that I'm glad he's evolved because, oh, God, I hate him. And Wow even kind of foreshadows. And after that, she's like, he deserves to get punched in the face. But I, I think I think I said that 10 minutes ago. At this point, I don't condone violence, but he but needs say, a reality check of some from, kind. From a producer and editor standpoint, I'm glad that they showed this moment, though, because, you know, in a season full of fat shaming strangers, it, it would, took this moment of him fat shaming his own roommate for them to be like, hey, wait a minute. And then they did allow there to be a conversation about like, you can't say that stuff and so even though the show overall is problematic i was glad that they had this little moment where they're like okay they're trying they're trying they're like you pushed it too far grenades like, go for it but sucky yeah. too far yeah exactly <laughs> strangers at the club fair game your own roommate absolutely not i mean he does listen to her they do find a way to move on and then of course they got to party it up in ac which we were talking about kind of these jumbled timelines when they're talking about going to AC, they say they're spending three nights there. Mm -hmm. So it's confusing to me because did they go to dinner and then go out to the club? Was the club a different night? They definitely don't show three nights. They show just this one. So did this night create the elimination of the other two? I'm confused. I'm confused as well. They're at a restaurant and then somehow they're just at a club. And that they're just, just happens. There. <laughs> they're just they're there. They're just there. But we'll just go with it. And Vinny finds some girl and he's like, she's a model. She's this, she's that. They're making out. He goes to pee and Mike, quote unquote, pulls a robbery. <laughs> he's such a dick. This is another example of him trying desperately to make himself the main character. But why does he even want, like, why would you want somebody that you're watching your friend hook up with? Just to get a, a, an ego, just to get one over on Vinny. I don't understand. Like, I'm hotter, so now she's with me. She was able to be stolen because I'm, you know, better than you in some way. That's the message I think he wanted to send. I don't feel like that message was conveyed because no. Vinny's just like, how do I taste? How's my sloppy seconds? Which good for him. Mike is hilarious. Not in the way that he thinks he is. Mm -hmm. He's hilarious because he seems to really believe he's this character that he's portraying. Yeah. And he thinks he's convincing everybody that he is the situation, that he's this like womanizer, sexy dude that can steal any girl. But what he's really doing is painting himself as kind of pathetic, and a little sad and desperate and, and embarrassing. He's kind of embarrassing. And I didn't, yeah. looking back, I didn't remember him being so pathetic. I do remember the feeling of like, they don't care what the girls look like. They just want girls. Like, it's all about the perception. Right. It's an ego thing, I think. Well, so as he's with that girl, Jenny has a moment where she's throwing up in the bathroom and she wants to go home. Yeah, because Ron and Sammy had already left. I don't know where I'm confused. Kind of like, where is everyone else that she had to rely on, Mike? But she's like, you need to you need to be the one to get me upstairs. Yeah, I thought that was a little weird, too. Um, And she was so specific. Like, she didn't even attempt to go ask someone else to escort her home. She just kept bugging Mike. And even if Mike says no, there's producers and camera crew following her. So, like, maybe this is just another moment of she didn't get her way. So her ego wouldn't let her let it go. She just kept going at him. But he's very, Mike is very dismissive of her. He's not even hearing it. He's, he's not even sympathetic in any way. It's just kind of leave me alone. I'm with this girl. That same smirk. Like, mm. they're both problematic, but. I do feel for Jenny because, you know, I don't want to walk home to a hotel from a club alone either. I get it. But I'm just like, what? don't rely on Mike. I don't trust him either. Like, so she starts uh, sort of attacking him. Oh, yeah, because she's pissed. So she just starts swinging and then they kick her out. So she's no choice but to peace alone, I guess. 
And she gets back to the hotel. And this is what's so scary about Jenny. She has this sort of calm rage. It seems like she's kind of got herself together, but she's still very clearly angry and planning to beat Mike up when he gets home. I mean, she flat out says, I'm going to punch him in the face and then I'm going to go to sleep. Like facts, like bullet points, like brush my teeth, put on pajamas, punch Mike in the face, go to bed. And that's what's so scary about her in this in these early seasons is that she's describing that she's going to punch Mike in the face kind of calmly, which is what I find funny. Like, it seems like she's calmed down, but she's, she has to still get in that punch. I find her so fascinating. She's fascinating to me. I don't know. But this is kind of where it starts to leave off, where you, you start to see the beginning of the altercation. It leads to that whack from the behind. But it that's where we kind of the episode kind of ends. It previews mm. into how that fight plays out. This is a big in in the family fight, I think. And that's why I think they really lead up to that whack. It was good, but we'll talk more about it in the next episode. Of course, they got to leave us off with a cliffhanger. They're good at that. They're, they're really good about leading into the next episode. Like every episode feels like it melts into each other, which is good. Yeah, and there's only two episodes left in the season, and it just seems like, where has the time gone? Let's talk a little bit more about it next week. But as for this week... We got a cookie quote. Oh, that's right. Let me this go. is a fun one, too. And I'd like to I'd like to slur our way through that monologue. I'll let you have this one if you want it. You're gonna be unforgettable Keith or forgettable Keith. Yes, I will be forgettable, forgettable Keith. Forgettable Keith. All right, I need to get my like drunk voice on. Hold on. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> You look at me, you think I'm like a stuck up bitch, but like veterinarian, like that's my zone. Like I fucking save animals. Like that's what I do. And like, I think about school and I'm like, oh, like I come to the Jersey Shore and party whenever the fuck I want. But the fact that I'm missing my last semester for this, it's really fucking irritating to me. The biggest risk in life is not taking a risk. I've been with goats, sheep, cows horses that's all i delivered a freaking calf from a cow hey high praise for that how many guidos can say that i'm not a guido i'm a guidette and scene scene i love her nookie is very sweet and very charming i still love her i still think she's great she's still she's my favorite she's the fan favorite for a reason you're right we have so much goodness to get into i can't wait but this is, unfortunately, the end of this episode. Thank you so much for listening. And you should follow us. You should like and subscribe mm-hmm. and leave a review. Mm-hmm. Tell us your thoughts. Comment your thoughts on the social at umhellopod. On Instagram and TikTok. Mm-hmm. And you can find me on Instagram at Gina Finio and on TikTok at BisexualGina. And you can go to my website, GinaFinio.com. Cookie, where can we find your stuff? You can find me on Instagram and TikTok as well at cookie olafonte and you could buy my music or my merchandise at songsbycookie.com get your merch um bye see you next week bye get crazy get wild let's party get loud if you want to have fun and do something if you want to have fun and do something get crazy get wild let's party If you wanna have fun and do something, if you wanna have fun and do something. Mm